0: Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance, brought to you by Provenance Wealth Advisors, a financial planning and wealth management firm that specializes in high net worth families and individuals located here in sunny South Florida. Today, we're going to discuss the outlook for 2022, both for the economy and asset markets. The idea here isn't to be precise. There are simply too many factors to consider in trying to make an exact prediction. We want to try and get a general idea as that will help us best frame investment decisions. Once we have an idea, we can then consider different scenarios and what the impact may be. When doing this,
2: we first start with the economy, as the strength or weakness of the economy will be a dominant driver of asset class returns. We'll look at things such as where employment is headed, corporations confidence, and how strong are consumers. We also consider the government, What is the Fed going to do with interest rates? What will tax policy look like moving forward? Will there be additional government spending or potentially less? These are all things we take into consideration. While all these factors do need to be taken into consideration,
1: times are a bit uncertain today given the continued presence of the virus and also the renewed concerns over the spread and potential restrictions put in place. As we saw with the initial wave, things can change very rapidly with the presence of the virus, so we
2: need to take this uncertainty into mind. At the end of the day, it's impossible to know with precision how quickly the virus will spread and whether there will be additional variants, but we need to make some assumptions to start with an initial outlook, and then we can adjust based upon those different scenarios.
1: So let's start with the base case, which is the assumption that the Omicron variant spreads relatively quickly, but symptoms remain relatively mild, and the vaccine and boosters have some efficacy, and no new restrictions are put in place. We further assume that a more severe strain does not come along, which we know is a big assumption, but we have to start somewhere. We feel like that's the most probable situation. Under this scenario, we would assume we are back to the end, towards the back end of the virus with the economy returning to normal, and in most cases, mid to late part of this year, 2022.
2: But in making this assumption, it allows us to focus more on the economy, and broadly speaking, things look pretty good. Unemployment continues to fall, job openings continue to remain near all-time highs, and wages are growing at a relatively robust clip. Given that our economy is roughly 70% consumer spending, the strength or weakness of the economy is critically important, And by and large, again, things look pretty good. So if
1: that's the case, what are the areas of concern? While things look much better than many would have expected up until this point, we do have some challenges. The first of which is higher than expected inflation. And really the million dollar question is, will inflation remain elevated? While this is a tough question to answer, we need to understand why inflation is so high and what factors could alleviate it going forward. Inflation is high for several reasons issues with supply chains, rising wages, enhanced unemployment benefits, which are pushing up demand, and also rising real estate
2: prices and rent. While each of these are a concern, it's probably the supply chain issues that are putting the most pressure on prices. And the supply chain issues mostly have to do with restrictions put in place as a result of the pandemic. If we assume for a moment that we are towards the end of the pandemic, and again, we understand that that is the big assumption, then we would expect supply chains returning back to normal. Two other factors that are a little bit of a concern are
1: consumer confidence and small business confidence. In theory, the more confident consumers are, the more likely they're going to go out and spend. The more confident small businesses are, the more likely they are to hire and invest in the future. While these are areas of concern, there are some factors to explain that. A new variant does create some uncertainty, as does the inflationary pressure for the consumer, but then again, those issues
2: should eventually abate as the virus starts to wane. For small business confidence, many things are up in the air. Uncertainty over rising taxes, future proposals by the Biden administration, and difficulties in finding workers are all weighing on confidence. At the moment, it appears that taxes should be less than many initially feared. While labor challenges could continue to be difficult, that's actually a good thing for the economy.
1: Now, we've made an assumption about us being at the later end of the pandemic, and there is no guarantee that's the case. There's a chance that new variants continue to pop up. While that's certainly possible, the big thing to watch from an economic standpoint is the restrictions. Restrictions are what limit spending. Restrictions are what cause supply chain issues. Given the distribution of the vaccine, especially here in the U.S., the effectiveness of vaccines and the new variants, such as Delta and Omicron, Current reports that suggest that Omicron tends to produce less severe symptoms, as well as more informed public that are more willing to take their own protective measures such as wearing masks, we do not expect additional restrictions to be imposed, which is a positive from an
2: economic perspective. Let's move on to the outlook for equity markets. Equity markets by and large are relatively expensive at the moment, turning about 20% above their 25-year average when using the forward P-E ratio as a valuation metric. This is a metric that we would expect to revert back towards the long-term average over time. But the big question is, when and how? One way that valuations can return to the long-term average is that prices fall. But another way is that earnings grow to justify current stock prices. And the latter is exactly what we've seen so
1: far, or what we saw last year. Through the end of November, the S&P 500 was up 21.6%, but corporate earnings had grown by 29.7% allowing the Ford PE to decline by 8.2%. So said another way, stocks remain expensive, but not as expensive as they were to start the year. Going forward, analysts' expectations are for corporate earnings growth to come in at 9.2% for the calendar year of
2: 2022. What are some things that could cause some trouble for the equity markets? Obviously, new variants could be a challenge that could cause the continuation or introduction of restrictions. This could limit economic activity and ultimately hurt earnings. But we all know this is a possibility. Another factor that could hurt equity market returns in 2022 is continued inflation. While we would expect inflation to moderate in the next six to nine months as to supply chains return to normal, persistent inflation could cause the Fed to consider raising short-term interest rates faster, which could be a drag on equity markets.
1: Another factor that could be a drag on equity markets is rising bond yields. With economic growth looking likely to pick up and inflation at or above the Fed's 2% target, we are likely to see bond yields rising at some point. And on some level, stocks and bonds are substitutes for one another. The higher bond yields go, the more likely they will compete with stock prices. While all of these could be a drag on equity market returns, and an economy that continues to grow, with inflation starting to settle in at more modest levels and corporate earnings growing at a strong pace. All of this will be supportive to some decent equity market returns coming this year. In short, our conclusion for the outlook in 2022 is that we expect stocks to deliver decent returns, but likely not as strong as we saw in 2020 and 2021. High valuations do leave the market vulnerable to a correction, but those are difficult to time, and we'd expect such a correction to be short-lived and an attractive opportunity to add long-term exposure. We thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at or check out our
0: website at RelatableFinancePodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision. It does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk, and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk, and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary.